This is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Treeblosser. And welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, made possible by Rotary District 7210. Every week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. And today our special guests are Radio Rotary's first host, Rotarian Scott Meyer and Eileen Charbonneau, who will be telling us about the George Bird Grinnell American Indian Fund. Well, welcome, Scott Meyer. Oh, thank you. uh, Welcome, Eileen Charbonneau. Thank you for having us. Our pleasure and a special pleasure to have Scott the very first host of Radio Rotary when it started, uh, what about, how long ago, Scott? It was in January, uh, was the first show, I think January 1st, or around January 1st of last year. It was at year? the beginning of the year. Last no, year. it was two years two ago, years wasn't ago it? Already? Wow. Well, we have our producer here. Was it two years ago? Betty Renner, the lovely yeah. Betty Renner is here, our producer. She is. Keeping a sharp eye on us all. Right. Anyway, so Scott, welcome, and Eileen, well, welcome. Tell us what is the, uh, the fund we're talking about. Well, the George Bird Grinnell American Indian Fund was started over 20 years ago to help, uh, I'm going to say help, but it could be partnership with Native Americans and many different things. And we're going to talk about some of the different things the fund has done over the years. So, Eileen, do you want to start off and bring us up to... All righty. I got involved. Uh, I'm a historical novelist, and my publisher asked me to write a series of contemporary mysteries for young people. And I thought, oh, this is pretty scary. I'm usually dealing with a long time ago. So I thought to myself, I better find out some things about contemporary Native Americans. I have Native American heritage, but I didn't grow up on the reservation. So I went to a reservation. I went to the Senecas. Uh, over and in where, western New York. I was going to ask mm-hmm. you, where geographically was that Yeah, it's right here in New York State. They have always been on their ancestral lands because George Washington fought against them in the French and Indian War. Mm-hmm. As soon as he became president, he said, we got to make peace with these people right. quick. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we did, and we've been living on their land ever since. So the clan mother, Phyllis Lay, took me around. I stayed in her B&B on the reservation, which That's is her house. That's bed and breakfast. Bed and breakfast, Okay, yeah. And... Um, she, she invited me up for a festival, and she said, now I want to take you on a tour on Sunday morning. And I said, fine, Phyllis. And she took me on a tour of the reservation, and she took me to the dump. And in th- at the dump, that was part of the tour. Dump as in garbage dump. As dump. In garbage you put dump. your garbage. And the Seneca used the dump to leave their old pickup trucks. So I saw these abandoned pickup trucks on the back uh, of their uh, window shield were all these tags. From famous universities, Cornell and Stanford and Yale and Harvard. And I said, Phyllis, what is this all about? And she said, oh, our young people, when they graduate high in their, in their class in high school, they get these scholarships. Right. And they go to Cornell or to Yale, and they're back in six weeks. They get the tag, they put it on their pickup truck, and that's the end of their education because they have such a difficult time acclimating to college, uh, they don't have the skills. Some of them don't have ac- the academic skills. Um, some of them don't, it, but mostly, they don't. They they can't the social make skills. The, they well, can't make the transition. What about so I said something's not working. Now, why these are is big this? scholarships yeah. at Yale and Harvard. Now these scholarships go to the universities. So all this money to send these kids to school 
go to the universities. They drop out within six weeks. They're back on the reservation. They're back on. But why is that, Eileen? What What is their educational sociology? Forget the academic part, okay. because we're going to assume that academically they were accepted because they were accepted on their merit, academic merit. What about the sociology well, background? Well, part of it is academic because they have slots. They have slots to fill. You know, and they want to give it to Native American people, so they did. Now, this is this is back in the 90s. Things may have changed since then. But they don't uh, – graduating – not all graduations are equal. So you can be in the top of the class on your reservation, right. and you're still not ready for Harvard. So the school is yeah. located on yeah. the reservation in this case. Yes. Uh-huh. Actually, let's talk about that. Yes, most of the reservations have schools on them, right on them. And so, for one of the schools we're going to talk about is the Mescalero Apache School. But um, the, the schools are right on the reservation. They go to school there. And obviously the, it's possible that uh, you're teaching towards the average and not pulling up the well, best What is students. the faculty mm-hmm. like? What's the complexion of the faculty, Scott? Some of the faculty, and, I, and I'm, this is from my experiences of going to different reservations and meeting with the faculty, a lot of them are one-year faculty members from Teach America or different organizations like that. Some are there uh, who have been there for many years, but they're not, they're not really a So there are no AP classes. No AP, rarely is there an, an AP, AP class. class. There's not enough students, the one using the Mescalero as an example, the high school has 350 students, and that's one of the largest uh, high schools. That's pretty sizable. That's a, uh, on the reservation. So that's, and they, though they, and the Mescalero, using the Mescalero again as the example, they had, uh, for nine years when we were working with them, did not have a high school. It had burned down. And so so they what were, happens? They were in tra- a trailer. So well, had, you can you can learn a lot and you can a teach a lot. It does just, the facility, exactly. yeah. So there was a lot of self worth issues, which we're going to uh-huh. get into, uh, which is another one of the situations. You're coming from an environment where you're, you know, your mother, you know, your father, you know, your uncles, your aunts, your your siblings, and you're pretty tight. And you can walk around the reservation. You can meet people you know. You've taken out of that environment and you're put into a college that has more people than are on your reservation, and so right away you're at a loss. You have to meet people. Uh, you have to get to know people. You're not used to doing that. So those are the kind of social skills that... Well, so the orientations, the college orientations, clearly are not adequate enough? That's one. That could be one of the... Especially for the Native Americans, yes. Mm-hmm. Or for other groups, anybody going from a small town to a large university. Well, let me ask you, Scott Meyer and uh, Eileen Charbonneau of the George Bird Grinnell American Indian Fund, you're talking about... Uh, Native American youth coming off the reservation schools and going to these big colleges and not lasting more than six weeks, two months. Uh, is part of that perhaps discrimination because uh, of their Native American heritage? We um, we try to embrace that, the, that heritage, that culture. We try to enhance it and make sure the students do know it. And I don't that could be a minor part of it. I really don't think. I think it's more homesick. It's more no mentoring situation. Like the George Bird Grinnell American Indian Fund, we mentor our students. so that And, and the way we do that, it could be as simple as calling them uh, once a week, saying, how you doing? You okay? Calling their families, saying, what's going on? You're hearing from your child. So it's more of a in contact with them. And we send them to schools that are more nurturing and... and uh, can embrace. Can embrace you mean that when you say send them to schools, you mean prep schools for the big colleges or colleges no, themselves? Colleges. We, we were dealing strictly with colleges and, and universities. And we have, uh, from 49 different states, we have had applications from 49 different states. And we have had 
oh, I don't know, 800 students? A lot of, oh, well, hundreds of students going uh, with 100, no, nine, we had one student, 99% success rate of graduation. Well, that's terrific. So you're like the liaison between this population, the American Indian population, melding into higher educational institutions. Well, in a way, but we're also giving them what we call um, academic awards or bridging uh, grants. Our students are very poor. They can get a scholarship without a problem for financial reasons. What they don't have is the money. Let's say they're a single mother. They don't have the money to get a babysitter. So then they can't go to college. They don't have money to get a, uh, to buy a bicycle to get around campus. Some of the campuses are huge. Mm-hmm. So they, we give them money to buy a bicycle. They don't have a computer. So we give them money to buy a computer. Uh, we've had students, uh, the bicycle is a good example. The, the babysitting is another big example. We have a lot of single parents. And things of that nature, that kind of need. The everyday. Just to get by for logistics. food. For the things you don't get in part of the scholarships uh-huh. that you get. Is from Boston the- University on your list? I ask out of curiosity <laughs> as a parent. I think it's, it's really up to the students where they want to go because we don't give the money to the school. That's how we're different. We're different in two substantial ways from other scholarships. We can't even call it a scholarship because we don't give the money to the school. We give it to the student. We honor the student so that the student can use it for whatever he or what she their needs, needs are. As, as so God's it's not. Main. And the other component is communication. We are in constant communication with the students, with their family, with the clan, with the, with the nation. And that's what, to me, those two components, that they're microloans. These are small loans. These are $750, $1,000, $500. But it may be the boost that that it's, young person needs to yeah, be we, successful. Besides the fact yeah. that we're honoring them, we're not saying right. we, we can't trust you with this money. We trust them with the money. We honor them with the money. Where does and the funding come from, Eileen? Well, so where does the funding come from? The funding is uh, was started by an endowment by Scott's wonderful father to honor his ancestor, George Bird Grinnell, who was a terrific man of the 19th century, one of the first conservationists, who was so embraced by two Native American nations in the 1870s, by four, excuse me, um, that that they they, uh, adopted him. Well, very, Scott, very unusual. I and will, a friend of Custer at the same time. Go figure. <laughs> I will, I will um, speak to Scott be, uh, a little bit like he's not here because I've known him for over 20 years. Not as long as some of you other people. But um, I've always viewed Scott as an academic, having been raised by academics and college professors. I've, of course, he owns a bookstore, Merritt Bookstore, which is an amazing bookstore. In, in Millbrook and Red Hook. That's right. Mm-hmm. In the hearts of our respective towns. Um, but he has always had an inclination towards education and always been very involved, um, even before his kids were school age, in this public school system, private school system, whatever it was. So I'm not surprised that he is so involved with this cause. Well, now let me ask you a question, folks. We have uh, Scott Meyer and uh, Eileen Charbonneau of the George Bird uh, American Indian Fund. We have a very big signal here on Hudson Valley Talk Radio. Let's say we have somebody out there who is either an American Indian youth who might want to take advantage of the fund or somebody who wants to help you uh, in your quest to help American Indian students. Uh, how would they contact you? What's the best way? Do you have a website, phone numbers? How? Uh, Millbrook Rotary is now the host of the George Bird Grinnell American Indian Fund because of the situation of funding. We used to have an executive director and things of that, and I would totally volunteer. So what I would do is you would write a a check, 
uh, to the Millbrook Rotary Foundation and give it to us, and we will see that it's put to good use. Uh, you can also volunteer. We do need volunteers to help. Uh, perhaps you'd like to be a communicator. Perhaps you'd like to uh, visit with us. And we're going to talk in the second segment about a number of different things that we do. We don't just do the scholarship, uh, the award presentation. That's we're a good doing. point. We're going right. to come back to that. Folks at home, get a pencil and paper. We'll get all this information to you right after I let you know that you're in tune with Radio Rotary on Hudson Valley Talk Radio. My name's Jonah Treeblosser. My co-host is the effervescent Sarah O'Connell. Our very special guests, Eileen Charbonneau and Rotarian Scott Meyer. We're talking about the George Bird Grinnell American Indian Fund. And Sarah, who brought us Radio Rotary today? Well, thank you for asking, Jonah. We are here because of the generous support of Rotary District 7210 and the clubs of Arlington, Blooming Grove, Washingtonville, Congers Valley Cottage, Fishkill, Highland, Hyde Park, and Kingston. And we'll be back with more Radio Rotary after this important message. Welcome back to Radio Rotary. Um, today, our special guest, well, I'm Sarah O'Connell, first off, and my very handsome oh, co-host God and God brilliant co-host is Jonah Trebowasser. She needs a visit to the optometrist, but she's lovely, <laughs> lovely for saying that. Go hey, ahead. And with a name like Trebowasser, you're obligated to use it. That's what with I always say. A name like say. Schmuckers, it has to be good, right? <laughs> There you Isn't go. that the, the, the tagline from the Jelly Company? Yes, it is. So you can't steal it, Jonah. We have At least to not on the air. We have to stop ignoring our <laughs> okay. guests. Tell the listening audience, who are our guests? Today, um, our guests are uh, Scott Meyer and Eileen Charbonneau, who we're here talking about the George Bird Grinnell American Indian Fund. And Scott, in you wanted to talk about some of the other things that the fund does Correct. in we this have, segment. We have an, it's an amazing fund, and what we have done with a volunteer group of people over the years is incredible. So when we usually, you've talked, we've talked about the awards that we give, the bridging grants. We also have another program called Building Bridges, which takes students from local high schools or middle schools and puts them on the reservation for a few days, for a couple of weeks, and we bring uh, students from those reservations here. So, let's so it's like a student exchange like Rotary has overseas, right. but instead it's between non-Native American students and Native American right. students. So what this a is a natural, natural collaboration with Rotary, I right. have to say. Right. The more so, I'm hearing mm, about it, Scott. Right. So, for example, the past couple of years, the two that we've been dealing with was Hart Butte, um Reservation in Montana, which is Blackfoot, which is one of the tribes that Grinnell was adopted by. He was a chief of four different tribes, Cheyenne, Blackfoot, Pawnee, and Flathead? Uh, I forget the other one. Mm -hmm. And uh, he has... So what happens is the students come here for two weeks, and then we send students there. So we had them come to Millbrook, and then in, we had another set go to Washington, D.C., and there's a Jewish day school there, and so that was an amazing difference because they talked about holiday differences, they talked about native dance, they talked about uh, ghost dance, you know, the, all the different things. They were so different. Did you say Jewish Day School? Jewish oh, Day okay. School. Yeah, I, I don't remember the exact name. There's right. Right. Charles E. Smith. Charles E. Smith. And where is it located? Rockville, Maryland. Rockville, Maryland. In, in Maryland. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the Washington area. area. And, so, and, then the other and they started with emails back and forth to is each that right? other. They had an email exchange first well, the problem before they did the ambassador exchange. And the mm -hmm. problem that broke, reason that email broke down is because most of the students don't even have electricity on their in their homes. So on the reservation. On the reservation. Yeah. So, so the only email they could use was in the library. And so then we tried to do, to, in the beginning, before we sent students there, we sent, made videos. The students made videos uh, and they would send a video of what they were doing 
and would send a video out there, and then they would the, the students on the reservation would send a video to our students. So, they so there was a connection. So there was a connection that way. And then we developed from there. So another thing that we do um, that is, is, is so rotary is that we do this community service program to build self-worth in the, on the reservation. And basically, I'm a big Interact supporter, Rotary Interact. Which and is, tell us what Interact is in, for our in, listeners Interact that don't know. Is, in Millbrook, Interact is for third grade through 12th grade. We have three different We have little bitty interactors. We have little bitty <laughs> interacts. But most people have it just for high school. And it's a community service projects that the students do and create and participate in. And again, Scott, for as long as I've known you, you've been involved with Interact. Right. So, so the students um, on the reservation, we started, we started actually with a reservation in uh, Washington, D.C., Chamawi uh, Indian Reservation. And we were there for a couple of years. But then we moved to the Mescalero in um, New Mexico to really give, to make them our, our idea and we were going to write it up and we were going to send them to send it to all 40 reservations make sure every reservation had this program we had big dreams so the the interact idea started when the high school we had as mentioned i told you they didn't have a school but they had trailers and they had 350 high school students and we rented a little van so they could get to different places like the senior center the hospital different places on the reservation and we transported the students there and we also did community service in on the reservation. And we started with the high school group feeling that if we had like an interact, then we could have a rotaract, which is for high college. Then we could have a rotary on the reservation. So it was going to be self-worth building all the way through. What a terrific idea. And how successful was it, Scott Meyer? To be just so successful that instead of going the direction I wanted to go, it went downward and to kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And there was a first grader who said, when I do community <coughs> service or when I go and help people, it give, puts a glow in my heart. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's she, sweet. She said that. And so the that whole could be sc- a tagline. So the whole school <laughs> was doing this. And so after seven years, the whole school's doing it, and the, a lot of those students had graduated and gone on and continued their community service ideals. We didn't have a rotary on the campus. Uh, that hasn't happened yet on the reservation. But the state of New Mexico liked the program so much that they made it a mandatory program that every high school in the state of New Mexico had to have two years of community service like the Mescalero Apache. Congratulations. And Scott, when you said we have big dreams, you always do that. Uh, What do I say about you? You reach for the moon and hope to catch a few stars? Right. Nothing wrong with that. Now, uh, Scott Meyer and Eileen Charbonneau uh, coming here talking to us about the George (laughs) Bird Grinnell American Indian Fund. Uh, Our Hudson Valley Talk Radio Signal covers the entire Hudson Valley what uh, Indian tr- uh, tribes and reservations are here in the Hudson Valley area? In the Hudson Valley area, yeah. uh, the Lenny Lenape, right. the Mohawk, right. um, the Mohegans. Uh-huh. The Mohegans, the, there aren't the last of the Mohegans. The Mohegans <laughs> are still here. As a Mohegan son. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, the, the, the Lenny Lenape have a very strong tie with the Boy Scouts of America. The Boy Scouts Honor Society, the Order of the Arrow, is based on the uh, symbols and traditions of the Lenny oh, Lenape. What did uh, I say? Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Well, I don't know about that part. <laughs> uh, you know, let's, get, let's find out a little bit about our two guests. Now, Scott okay. Meyer is a Rotarian, <laughs> the first host of our program, Radio Rotary. Yes. Uh, Scott, he's, he's sucked me into it. That's right. <laughs> to Radio Rotary. Scott, uh, you um, have a bookstore, two bookstores. I do. All right. And, you're, and, and your other guest, Eileen Charbonneau, is, a, is an author, right? Yes, Scott, because he's such a wonderful local bookstore uh, owner, and he loves authors. 
and he gave me my very first book party. Tell us about some of your books, Eileen. Uh, back in 1988, uh, I, I started with The Ghost of Stony Clove. That became a saga set in the Catskill Mountains right. with a uh, Wakajak and Mohegan mm-hmm. uh, family. And uh, that became a three-book series. And I also write uh, historical novels for adults. And my, my goal is to try to set a book in every state of the Union. Oh, very good. That's <laughs> Another excellent. big dreamer. Know about America. <laughs> no, you know, no wonder you two are friends. <laughs> well, Eileen, on her first book, uh, won Best Young Adult Romance oh, uh, Novel excellent. of the Year. Mm-hmm. And the romance in it is a, not much, but you can feel it. It's a little bit of a holding Is it the one from and, the Catskills? Yes, it's one of the Catskills. But uh, it's a wonderful book, Ghosts of Stony Clove. And it's still in print today, uh, which is very unusual for a book to be in print as long as uh, Eileen's book has been in print. You should have another party for her, Scott. <laughs> we Let have me a party just talk to My first party is. Yeah. Well, well Millbrook, Merritt Bookstore in Millbrook really is a destination of the village, just for our listeners to know. If you make it to Hudson Millbrook Valley. of the Hudson Valley, and if you make it up our way, you should now, I've absolutely. I've got to give a plug for my hometown of Red Hook. And Merritt the Red Hook, right it's in the right center on the corner. Red, right on the corner in the center the of Red Hook. Beautiful yeah. Store. Instead of visit. waiting for that interminable light to change, you can park and get out and go in find Scott and you can, some of his You can browse through many books in Scott's store while the light is, is red against you. That's <laughs> tr- tr- quite true in Red Hook. In the minutes we have remaining, let's get back to the George Grinnell, Bird Grinnell American Indian Fund. Uh, we have people listening right now who may want to help or people uh, on the reservations, as you spoke about, Eileen, who may want to apply for this. So again, give us some contact information. We have a young person out there who's on the reservation who says, Gee, you know what? I want to go to college and this is the kind of uh, financial assistance I think I can use. How did he get a hold of you folks? Okay. Um, well, Scott can help you out there. Right. All right, so yeah. if you would like to help us or apply for an application, Millbrook Rotary Fund, the check should go to the Millbrook Rotary Fund. It's, an, it's a foundation. I'm sorry, foundation. I got foundation fund in my head. Millbrook Rotary Foundation. So it's a tax-deductible donation. It's P.O. Box 261, Millbrook, New York, one two five four five. So that's Millbrook Rotary Foundation, PO Box two six one. And another shameless plug: if you if you really can't remember that, or you're driving, you can always call Merritt Bookstore in Millbrook, and Scott can facilitate connections. That's true. Or you can stop by. Stop by and then buy a couple of Eileen's books. Because <laughs> there's going to be a party. I heard. <laughs> always. So so the the George Bergenell Foundation Fund uh, has these different things where they interact building bridges, building grants, and the scholarship programs. We have a number of different other programs, the exchange programs. One of the other dreams that I wanted was to take teachers from here and put them on the school. You were asking about the teachers. Put them on the reservations for a year so they would be bringing back to many students instead of just a, you know, the few students going back and a teacher from the reservation coming here. Well, Scott Meyer and Eileen Charbonneau, thank you so much for joining us on Radio Rotary and continued success with this the outstanding work of the George Bernard uh, Grinnell American Indian Fund and helping American Indian students achieve their dreams. Terrific. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us. And Miss Sarah O'Connell, who brought us Radio Rotary this week? Rotary District 7210 and the clubs of Kingston, Sunrise, Millbrook, Newburgh, New Paltz, Pleasant Valley, Red Hook, and Southern Ulster, Jonah. For Sarah O'Connell, this is Jonah Trebowasa thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this very same time for another edition of Radio Rotary right here on Hudson Valley Talk Radio.